I don't know how to do the Skype. I was going to do the Skype. And I don't then know I was Skype. Like, this sucks. I don't know what I'm doing. Why is I'm Mine new. I don't know what to do. Why is Minecraft trying to start up? Kill that. Kill it with fire. Send in the floaters. Hey, welcome back to Not So Southern Gentlemen. I am excited. And I'm Ricky. I'm Sean. I, I, I'm also excited. I just I just didn't state it. <laughs> well, it looks like you did something this weekend before we dive into the nerdy stuff. What What, yeah. what is this about? Okay, okay. So um, I, don't, I don't remember if I spoke about it on the podcast or not. But for uh, something I've been wanting to do for a while, and then Christmas time, my brother got me a gift certificate for this. And this past Friday, I was able to finally have the time and go take advantage of it. And I did a one-hour float in a sensory deprivation chamber. Mm. Now, now before you get all altered Mm. state on me, you know. X-Files, you're like seeing ghosts. It was seriously an incredible experience. Um, the, The people at Float Spa in uh, little rock and there's one in hot springs as well it if it, it, it was absolutely incredible like the experience they they want you to relax and to have the most enjoyable experience ever you you walk in uh you know there there's no there's no big hoopla right when you walk in you don't have to pay or anything right there they're like okay here's your appointment come on back and you go to the back and uh, you change down to uh, your your nothings, and you put on a robe. And once you cross that main door, everything in the back is very dark, uh, dark blue, dark red ambient lighting, uh, very relaxed, mellow music playing in the background, almost like uh, you know whale sounds, only it's music that that type deep low stuff. And you go into this room and um, you shower and do all the things to, you know, get the nasty particulates off your body that you may bring into the water. Now, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Please tell me this is fresh water. You're not you're not fixing a dip in somebody's toilet water. No, no. You 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 uh, it's all clean. they, They go through the cycling of how it's cleaned and all the filtration systems that it goes through. So, so what you do is you shower and clean yourself off. You, uh, you have all these shampoos and body wash uh, that you're supposed to use, and you just clean yourself real well. Then you, uh, you crawl into to you. <laughs> you, you crawl into this egg-shaped thing, and uh, you pull this lid down. And you know you you have plenty of room. Like uh, laying on your back, stretching your arms straight as high as you can. There's there's no way even a six six foot tall persons touching the top of this thing, the way it's shaped. Um, it's lit inside and you can press a button and, uh, turn the lights off. So you turn the lights off and there's a button next to that, that you press. And that lets the people up front know that you're, you're ready. When dude laying in this, like, seriously, you're, you're so buoyant. There's, um, so they're using some sort of, uh, uh, well, I mean, it's the it, water's it, like it's like saline water. Super, yeah, yeah, it's super salinated. Yeah, uh, around two thousand pounds of water or of salt are in this little egg, 
you you can press your you you can seriously like if you're sprawled out and you move your hands down you can feel it lift your body off the water oh wow that that's how buoyant you are and it for the first 10 minutes uh there the it the lights are off there's this ring of light around the edge of the shell for the the egg that you pulled down on yourself and then after 10 minutes the music stops and it goes completely dark and i mean completely i i put my hand in various links from my face even touching my nose and i i could not see a thing i i didn't have any of these strange experiences you know i seen uh if you if you close your eyes and you know how you can see the flickering lights sometimes mm-hmm. in, with your eyes closed well you you get that experience even though your eyes are open that 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 same experience is there and it is absolutely awesome uh i did find myself at one point that this is the only strange story and it's not even that strange uh, when I was first in there, I, I'm excited about this. I've watched YouTube videos about it. I know how people have had experiences and, you know, different things have occurred while your body has, you know, sensory deprivation. There is no light. There is no sound. You wear these amazing wax earplugs that form fit to your ears so that water doesn't get in. And also you can, you know, block out that sense. Uh, at one point I was like, I was tossing, I was turning, I was moving around a lot, and uh, I just kept thinking, man, I'm here I am with this experience that I'm wanting to happen for a long time, and I, I'm wasting it by tossing and turning. And I started thinking, and all of a sudden I noticed that was, and I'm not even lying, that was all in my head. I was just laying there still. I hadn't moved, I hadn't tossed, I hadn't turned. I hadn't done anything. I was in the exact right, same position yeah. I was. And it's, it was, yeah, yeah, it was all a mental game. Yeah, and, and people talk about this sort of thing. You know, I haven't done it myself, but I've looked into, like, quiet rooms where people go in. You know, a lot of people can't stand it, you know, whenever they have the mm-hmm. the super sound-absorbent room. The only thing you start hearing, your the blood, the blood. Your blood oh, going yeah. through your veins and everything. And some people just can't handle that. But your body has never been in a situation besides like long ago. Uh, but it, you still have sound. I'm like the, the absence of all that, you know, how are you going to react? I don't know. It, it <laughs> you was, don't know till you do inc- it. It was an incredible experience. I can say after an hour, which went by incredibly fast, I, I, I kept thinking, oh man, I, I bet I got 30 more minutes in here. Every now and then I was, I was trying not to think about those things, but, but I think it was first time, you know, experiencing it. I kept thinking, I wonder how much time I have left. I, I don't want this to end. My knees and my back felt absolutely incredible. When, when I sat up, when it was over, <clears throat> I actually felt the pressure returning to my back of gravity it was it was I, w- I was sad when i did that i sat up and i was like oh this is what gravity feels like i had my my back had stretched it, it was wonderful and uh it, it it was an incredible experience i definitely want to do it again i i highly suggest it if if for no other reason than you want your your knee and your back pain and your joint pain 
it, it's incredible for things like that because it relieves all that stress, all that tension for, for at least an hour and allows your body maybe time to adjust and recover. Uh, absolutely loved it. I want to do it again. Uh, now it's just finding the time to do it again. It took me almost three months to find the time the first time around, and uh, I, I definitely hope to experience it again this summer. I, I want to save up the money and go do it again. So if you're out there and you have a chance to uh, get into a sensory deprivation tank or chamber, whatever you call it, definitely jump at the chance. It was it was an incredible experience, uh, not only physically, but, but mentally it was something new. And I, I thoroughly enjoyed it every minute. Awesome. I'll have to look into that. Now, let's talk about another experience you have. I, you watched mm-hmm. Captain Marvel. This morning, yes. I caught the matinee show. So, so before we talk about the movie, do you want to talk about your movie-going experience at all? No. no. Okay. I, I, don't, I, don't, I don't want to go there. It was just... There yeah. was, there were, there were unexpected <laughs> was a... circumstances while seeing the movie, which did did not make it the most enjoyable for myself. That is I... not hashtag winning. <laughs> oh gosh! It but, was. Uh, so, what yeah, did was... you think about the movie? I I enjoyed it. I mean, I you know, uh, let, let me let me let, we're 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 Do breaking wanna... this we're breaking this down. You want to start style. at the top? Yeah, I mean, we we can start at the top. I uh, well, first of all, let me what, let me what, say something about the movie that I wanted in. to talk you to you about it. about this since last week. Yeah, go for it. That opening Marvel logo, totally mm-hmm. had no clue. Went in and it it just blew me away and destroyed my soul. So mm-hmm. what? How did yeah. how did the Stan Lee tribute hit you? I. I, I loved it. I mean, it, it was Stan. Um, my 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 only experience I can say to that is I, I wish those that were in the theater around me had appreciated it as much as as much as I did. It, it incredibly heartfelt. Uh, yeah, yeah. And, it just, uh, it, and it, it gonna, just, it's just extremely sad. Yeah, and we're going to talk about this stuff, guys. I mean the uh, the opening the opening Marvel logo, which is normally all the characters and everything was completely replaced with Stan Lee's cameos from all mm-hmm. the movies and it mm-hmm. was it was amazing Compl- I, I was in awe I was like oh no that oh <laughs> oh yeah you know yeah. that immediately that I heard one reviewer say hey that's a star that's that's automatically a star I don't care how bad your movie is it's at least a one star movie now. Yeah, for for that reason alone, and and Captain Marvel actually has many more reasons to obtain the stars that that I would give it. So, uh, it's fr- it's fresh on your mind. You you go. I I enjoyed it. I I thought the the story was it was it was well done for you know us learning about Captain Marvel for the story they needed to tell. Uh, to, to lead us into, you know, a movie that is, it, it has to fit in the MCU. Yeah, and and the, the fact that it takes place in the past means that, you know, they, they had to work around a few questions that would be asked uh, as to 
how this movie took place when and how it fits into this place here. And for the complicated task of doing that, I, I thought they did extremely well. Yeah, they, I re- they told a great story. It was great, in my opinion. I really liked, uh, so, the tie-in to Project Pegasus, which, uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, I have saw so many people comment on this, like, they, I guess that nobody knew in that first Avengers movie what Project, Project Pegasus was, because I was super excited when I saw it, you know, when Avengers came out. I was like, oh, there, it's Project Pegasus, because there's... A bunch of stories about uh, there's a, there's a uh, like a seven issue arc in Marvel two and one with Deathlock and the Thing and at Project Pegasus, you know the Quasar Wendell Vaughn he came from Project Pegasus he was a Shield agent there and got the Kree Negabands um, and I and it was always you know alternate energy you know research government secret thing. Um, and the fact that they used it in Avengers in that capacity with the Cosmic Cube or the Tesseract was wonderful. You know, I thought that was perfect. And then for for them to go back there in this movie and do a little kind of origin of Project Pegasus was, was very cool to me. I, I, I geeked out over that. And, uh, you know, the way they tied it in with the Tesseract... Spoilers. Um... And, uh, you know, what was going on there at the time. I, I, I just loved it. I mean, you, you even noticed some of the, being uh, uh, Air Force, uh, noticed a few of the planes that were in that hangar. Uh, I did like the the pre-Avengers Quinjet uh, that they had yeah. in there. Yeah, I like the pre-Avengers Quinjet. Very cool. Like, like, I know I want to say stuff, but I don't want to be, like, absurdly spoilery if, if somebody hasn't watch the movie yet no no we don't Um, have to lay it all out but i mean i do want to talk about you know what was i don't know where do you want to start your favorite uh what was your favorite scene in the movie favorite scene in the movie well i mean would it would it be just too cliche to say the moment she goes super saiyan (laughs) (laughs) yeah uh i can't lie i mean that is that is the absolute best part of the movie. The the special effect, other other than younging down um, Samuel Jackson, um, her being Captain Marvel, full Warbird, full power, you know, right. uh, binary, Centric. full binary, binary. <laughs> binary. Um, you know, going against those ships, taking what she takes out. Um, yeah, I mean that that is that is an amazing part of that film. Um, I enjoyed seeing Young Ronan. <laughs> yeah, that, that that was that was funny to me. Um, was that I, I have to ask, and and I'm sorry if I'm sound silly, but was that the same actor? Yes, yeah, it was Lee Pace. Okay, it just uh, I guess in later they they make him up a little more. He he looked uh, a little plain compared to the way he was in Guardians. Yeah, Guardians. He's a little more fringe, uh, uh, you know, tribal black paint and all that kind of stuff. On yeah, his. he he he's went full on uh, 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 rogue. Yeah, he's a rogue yeah, in that. Rogue. Yeah, he's gone crazy. He's got his zealots and uh, everybody following him. What did you yeah. think? What did you think of Jude Law in this? Jude Law's character. Hmm. <sighs> 
Okay, Jude Law really, really can't do uh, uh, any wrong in my eyes. He 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 does great films, but this one, I don't know, man. Something about it, uh, Yonrog just, I don't know. I, I don't know. His his part didn't interest me. I wanted him to be more. I think he needed to be more involved. And the fact that he was shaved back a little, I was left wanting more with him. Just a little more. Oh, we'll get more. By the way the movie uh, ends up, you could get more. Yeah, absolutely. And and I hope we do because uh, I, I think this movie knew they had a lot of story to tell. We, we, you know, this is, I have to take an origin story and then finish it to the point that the audience understands she is an extremely powerful force in Endgame. You know, there's there's a lot there. You know, uh, Iron Man that we know and love today has taken five or six movies to get to, you know, the the amazing armor that, you know, the bleeding edge armor that we have today. Somebody like Captain Marvel, they had two hours and so many minutes to do that. And so... I, there, there was a lot of stuff in there where I was like, oh, they, they could have went on with that scene a little more or told this point of the story a little more. Um, not that it wasn't all enjoyable, but but I definitely feel that, you know, the, the one positive you can take out of that is the moment the movie starts, it, it's constantly moving. There, there really isn't a lull in this movie, I don't feel. How, what's your take on, on that? You know, the... The amount of story that is told in the, is it two hours and 12 minutes? Something like that. Um, it's, there was a couple of things that drug for me. Um, but like this, the stuff that stood out to me, if we're going to talk about something that took me out of the movie was kind of how they were real wishy-washy with her powers. Like, so at first, you know, when we see her, she isn't super, super powered. I mean, she has the, the photon energy stuff because, right. you know, uh, you learn later on that she's chipped. Um, but, like, she could do all these things, but she's put into these situations like, oh, no, I'm human. I'm going to die if I don't jump into this thing and avoid the tunnel. It, it, but then in other places, she's, th- uh, you know, throwing, she's going through three or four walls. Like, wait a minute. <laughs> Is she is she in danger or I mean, because she looks like she's struggling like a human and then suddenly she jumps to like seven or eight stories. Um, I I didn't I, I thought that there was a few things there that were off, uh, but I mean that's just continuity stuff. Um, but yeah, like I said, what did you think about the acting? Like I said before, I thought the directing was a little flat because everybody in the movie not not Brie Larson or you know, whatever. I'm just saying, across the board, everybody in the movie seemed a little directionless at times. I, I could, I can totally see that now that I've, I've watched it. Um, the, the one person who always delivers is Samuel L. Jackson. Well, he, yeah, <laughs> he nails it. Like Samuel L. Jackson just nails this role. He's tired I, of these I, mother scrolls on this. Mother. Oh, <laughs> he, he would totally do it if he could. Uh, <laughs> I, I thoroughly enjoyed young Nick Fury and and I I honestly hope we get to see more stories of Nick Fury. And they went full Flurgan. I'm sorry. 
Full Flurgan. That is that is correct. Um, now I did I did love the scroll freak out about the Flurgan. Like, holy Jesus, what's that doing here? He's like, it's a cat. <laughs> yeah. So okay, let's let's talk about that now. Everybody, skip the next two minutes if you don't want big spoilers, huge spoilers. But uh, yes, um, we so we won't do the big big thing. But what? How did the scrolls? Because, like I said, there are some not the main characters, not um, not the main guy, not Talos, but. Right. There's there's a couple of Jack Kirby scrolls crawling around in this place, and I loved it. Um, what what did you think of the way the scrolls were I, depicted? Oh, amazing! The, this this is awesome. When when I seen them transform, when I seen their ability to shape shift, I, I was like, this is awesome. Th- this is totally set up for Secret Invasion. I mean, it's gonna be great. Was it Don't- though? I do. I think it was well done. I, was I enjoyed it. Is it really set up for Secret Invasion? I don't. You, I don't. I don't know. I you, don't know. Well, well, here's well sure. The no. Well, sure. It could. Sure. You could, since their scrolls are a thing in the MCU. Yes. I mean, you could have a Secret Invasion, but I'm not really sure this movie set them up that way. Uh, I, I could see that. Well, while while we're talking spoilers, I, I have a question for you. Um, we know, like we had said, Ronan doesn't to appear to have gone full zealot leader, right? Right. Do you think the Kree that were after Captain Marvel were were basically just uh, people that, you know, obviously they spoke to Ronan two or three times. Do you think they would have been on his side had Captain Marvel not kicked their faces in in, in the middle of this movie? Do I mean, maybe... Oh, I think the I think the Kree were consistent. I mean, all the way from the Supreme Intelligence down, everybody was doing uh, what they what they do. I mean, I I don't I think they were consistent. I think everybody was, yeah, we're hiding, we're using her, and you know, we are going to do this to this thing. I mean, I I didn't see any inconsistency. I think the scrolls uh, the the Kree were all one. Like everybody right. knew what was going on, but Captain Marvel. Right. Uh, I could see that. I, I I definitely enjoyed the scrolls. I I thought the the scrolls were definitely my. You know, I, I like their characters. I like their ability to shape shift. I I thought the science guy was hilarious. <laughs> yeah. Taos uh was was awesome. Ben Mendelsohn, that's his name. Yeah. Yes. It, it was just. I like the the scroll story, even the, though the homages they, uh, to uh, Pulp Fiction. It was great, dude. It, it was it was really. I, I think I think the weak portion of this movie is the Cree. Uh, uh, okay, so let me let me talk about let me talk about what bothered me. The so the turn the scrolls take in this movie left me the whole movie and even now going okay i i understand that's what they did but is this is it the will this hold is <laughs> will this will this river stay flowing this way or is it going to turn on me 
Right. Because I did not see that coming. And if I had accepted it on face value, I probably would have enjoyed the movie a little more, but I've still got that. I'm not sure that this is what it's supposed to. I'm not, not saying that I know more than the movie does, but it just feels like, does does Marvel have something up their sleeve with what they did here? Because, right. I mean, they played it very straight. I mean, the, the, the little girl and Monica, you know, and then the, the people on the ship and, um, you know, at the end of the movie where Captain Marvel goes. I mean, it all plays to, like, it's it's straight. This is what we're doing. But I'm still like, could it be Secret Invasion coming up? Well, I don't know. My, my, my biggest question would be, I, I want to see what happens in between to the Kree, between Captain Marvel and Guardians of the Galaxy. Yeah. That that is a story that that I would definitely enjoy if, if for a Captain Marvel two, to to show what happens in between, uh, the end of Captain Marvel and in the Kree that we all know, in uh, Guardians of the Galaxy. That that will be something I, I hope a story that I hope they tell us. Well, all right. So let's talk about the two problems I had to move with the movie. Okay. Number one, the Supreme Intelligence, and I know I'm right. going to get crap for this. Oh, man. Wasn't a big floating head in the jar. But, and, <laughs> well, I it mean, not, it, it, it doesn't have to be a big floating head in the jar, but it, they said it was an AI program, and that's not what the Supreme Intelligence is. It is the, you know, is the combination of every, every Cree mind on the planet as, right. as a leader, as a direction. And that's fine. Portray it however you want to. But the AI part kind of got me. I'm like, eh, you know, I can do without the big head in the jar. I get it. I, I understand why you don't want to do maybe exact that. But we're getting a MODOK series. I mean, but anyway, um, that kind of bothered me. And number two, Marvel. Um, yeah. The, the, Annette Benning. Yeah. Uh, mm, uh, like, oh, hmm, uh, hmm, <laughs> I don't think, uh, hmm, no, that didn't work for me at all. I mean, they could have named her anything. It, it, I, I, I kind of agree. I, I kind of agree with you. I mean, that character, that character has a long history. I mean, uh. If you ever read up on Jim Starlin and the Cosmic Marvel of the '70s and Adam Warlock and Captain Marvel and the Thanos and all that, if you're if you're ever into the history of stuff, I do think Marvel dropped the ball with Marvel. Now, that's not to say that they couldn't there there couldn't be an actual Marvel Marvel out there that they use later on, but. Yeah, that's that's not what I wanted to see, um, and it was it was a little it was disappointing. But of course, that's my personal opinion. It's fine. That one just felt a little too felt a little too injected. Maybe I I can see that. But, but like I said, the, uh, like I said, yeah. I I like the movie. I enjoyed this movie. Yeah. Um, I mean, I will own this movie. It will it will be rewatched. 
That that was the one thing I uh, I thought when I left the theater. Honestly, my first thought is, this is another one that I can watch in the house with with Jax. It doesn't, you know, it's not overly uh, violent. There's no uh, pushing the boundaries of cursing. It, I, I thought it was a great movie, and I, I cannot wait for it to come out on Blu-ray or digital, and I, I will own it. Mm, I will as well. And by that time, we'll, we would have seen Endgame as well. Oh, that new trailer! Oh, my God! Yep, might as well jump right into that. Might as well jump right into that. Uh, whatever, whatever it takes, man. Whatever it takes. Ah, uh, they now that of course that you see Tony and Nebula walking around yeah. at the end with with yeah. the rest of them. So, I mean, of course you knew they were getting there somehow, but it was kind of nice to keep the mystery. But yeah, it's fine. It's fine. Do Do you think that's Captain Marvel? Do what? Do you think that's Captain Marvel that's going to get them? No, 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 no. I think Rocket rescues them. That that would be cool. That would be awesome. Uh, yeah, this trailer, uh, the new in-game trailer, the, the hype is real. April 26th cannot get here soon enough so that we can watch this amazing, amazing event that's going to Funny enough, right. uh, we need to talk about that because uh, April 26th, I will be in Florida. <laughs> okay, so let me tell y'all, ladies and gentlemen, y'all can just, I'll, I'll, I'll do a live Instagram or whatever that week. If you're out of the loop, I'll do a live Instagram or whatever, and anybody that wants to join on, we'll just, we'll just talk about it. We'll do something. We'll do something while Rick's on vacation. Well, no, no, no. I'm not on vacation. I'm on a work trip. So oh, nice. I will well, that's be even better. That means somebody else is paying. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, I may, I may have to research uh, theaters in Cape, Cape Coral, Florida. Well, don't worry about it. There's an Uber. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Oh yeah, I need to, uh, I need to reload Uber up on my phone too. There you um, go. Yeah, I've already scoped out maybe a comic book store. I'm not sure. Um, nice. But let's talk about some more exciting Marvel news. You mentioned Guardians of the Galaxy a minute ago. I did. I and, did. And there um, might be a reason. I think some news came out about some Guardians of the Galaxy stuff. Oh, do you hear that? That's man, I love it. I love it. All the it's just all the drones of people being upset it are was, now turned to smiles. It was as if uh, a million fans cried out in, in glory in one second. It was awesome. James Gunn is back. He's back, baby. James Gunn rehired for yes. Guardians of the Galaxy 3. So yes, yes, yes. not only not only is the DC Universe going to get a little of the gun goodness injected into their franchise we also get what we want <laughs> i know that's amazing absolutely awesome, absolutely awesome. i i am ecstatic uh, i i cannot i can't believe it um as i posted on my facebook page uh, never should have been fired in the first place but he was very gracious about it his his message uh that he put on instagram that day was very very cordial and, uh, you know, I, I'm glad that Disney, you know, turned turn about face and, and did the right thing. Um, you did, know, did you, did you believe this would happen? 
Did did you ever no. for a second think no. this was no? This was I happen? I think that the um, I think the when Bob Iger got up and said something, you know, months ago, you know, after after all the talking and after all the, you know, uh, we had uh, Drax and everybody was like, you know, we we stand behind James and we you know don't think this is right and blah blah blah. And then Bob Agger got up and said, well, I'm sorry, this is how it is. We're not, you know, we're not doing anything. You thought anything. that was it. thought that was it. Yeah. Boy, I'm, I'm so happy I was wrong. <laughs> In- incredibly happy that, because uh, I honestly believe that as well. Um, I, I had really bought into your idea of Sean Gunn being the director. <laughs> and with, with, with a special guest. With, with special guest assistant, you know. Uh, I, I really believed. I was like, you know, that that'll probably work. Are you wearing yeah. a Groucho Marx mask? No, I'm. My, what are you talking about? <laughs> but this this was an extremely smart decision. Um, you know, you you kind of repair ties with audiences that had, uh, you know, I had really felt that th- this was a betrayal. That that you know, this was a wrong decision. And uh, now you you've mended things with the cast that stood beside their director to the end. Um, he's well, back, and and a ton of fans that that had started petitions that had like we had discussed that put up billboards. All of that I, I know at one point even I I believe I was the one joking about the billboard. You had posted that in the notes, and I was like. Really, dude, this is a waste of money at this point. Why would you do this? It's those little things that I, I honestly believe were, were the baby steps to setting things in motion for Disney to be like, you know what? I think uh, I think we made a mistake. And they've corrected the mistake, and it, it's amazing. We, well, we I all think, win. We all win. I think... Okay, so what po- we're on podcast 142, uh, write this down. I'm going to predict that probably in a few years we're going to get some details about behind the scenes. I bet the cast was going to strike. I think the cast got together and legally looked at their contracts and go- went to Disney and go, look, this this doesn't work without James. This is what we're doing. And... Yeah. um. I, I'm. I have no no basis. I have no rumor, but I have a feeling that it took that kind of pressure. I I think the entire cast of Guardians of the Galaxy must have done something special for James because, like like they were saying it, it was from the very top that they were said, nope, sorry, it's not going to happen, and they they did a direct about face on it. So something happened. I, I, and it may not be what I'm saying, but something happened. In a few years, we will we will hear little rumors about something that happened at Disney for this to, for this miracle to have happened. Great, great decision, and uh, I cannot wait for Guardians of the Galaxy three. We we know now that we will get that true vision. We know now that you know that that awesome script that everybody in that galaxy cast seems to have loved. We'll we'll get all that with James's point of view right behind the camera. Uh, I extremely excited for this movie. Extremely excited, and I'm Good. extremely excited for Game of Thrones. Now we oh. did learn, mm-hmm. we did learn, Game of Thrones. There's only seven hours and twenty three minutes of Game of Thrones left. 
<laughs> and that made me very sad. Six episodes. Six episodes, seven hours, 23 minutes. It is a month and a half of weekends. That is all it is. Yep. It is six episodes. Ah! I, I, I'm i telling you, I've been Game of Thrones binging lately. Um, there's, there's an app I use where Game of Thrones is streamed 24-7, and I have jumped in and watched random two or three episodes here and there, for the past several weeks, I, uh, I'm, I've, I'm itching for some Game of Thrones, and like, like we spoke about, uh, I believe it was last week. You know, I, I am fully on board with this group. Let, let's see what goes on. Uh, I, I really, I really don't know what to think about this, this ending that we're going to be given. I, uh, I, I really think that maybe none of us will be happy you know would it be them to i i seen a theory the other day where where everybody dies and i was like what a what a sad horrible theory and then i thought about it and i was like yeah i think they would (laughs) i don't think that's what we're gonna get but i could totally see them doing something like that where everybody dies have fun well, as long as it's not the uh, Sopranos ending. I mean, anything but there's, that. There's nothing wrong with the Sopranos ending. <laughs> but um, seven hours of 20... Man, oh, after that first episode, you're like, oh no, there's only there's only six hours left. Yeah, and, and do we... Uh, I, I seen the link and I seen the total runtime, but did it give episodial breakdown... Oh yeah, yeah. This is this is me adding everything together. Um, there was like fifty-eight minutes. There's like eighty minutes, eighty-two minutes, eighty-two minutes that are further down. Yeah, yeah. Like three of the episodes are three of the episodes. I think the finale was eighty-two minutes. Okay. Like three of the episodes are eighty and eighty, eighty-two, eighty-two, and then the rest of them are like fifty-eight, sixty. So. Yeah. Uh. Oh, we're just, and, and the thing is, is we're just a few weeks away from that as well. Yeah. A few weeks, a few weeks away from the ending. It's like in the middle of uh, May. Yeah. Um, but here's my it's question. Crazy. Do you think it'll, does this, cause feelings of the end of lost are coming up for me. Is it the same way for you? Does it feel like, Oh God, <laughs> here's that. Uh, we're coming up on the, uh, but that last episode of Lost, you know, kind of nailed it for me. Yes. Don't, like, mm. you know, uh, a lot of, I, I watched a thing uh, on Watch Mojo that was like, uh, top most hated last episodes. And and people, it, it was low on the list, but like number eight was the ending of Lost. And I was like, most hated endings. Th- this is ridiculous. That... That last episode stirs emotion in me to this day. Uh, yeah. When I, when, when I watch it and I watch that cast and I know that part where Christian says, you know, you were there for each other during the most important times of your lives. I, I don't know if I, I really don't know if Game of Thrones ending can for me even be comparative. Um there's there's a few characters in Game of Thrones that that I have that type of emotional tie to that 
if they were to lose, if they were to die, I would I would feel a swell of emotion. But I, I don't I don't know if I'm connected to Game of Thrones like I was to Lost. Well, it's uh, a little it's a little harder. I mean, it's a little yeah, harder because yeah, I mean because we've lost people. Uh, no, 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 right. not that, not that. I mean, Lost. Lost is people like us. I mean, Lost is us on an island. It's Game relatable. Of, Game of Thrones is fantasy swords and and almost Dragons, sorcery. Yeah, magic. I mean, it's it's a little bit removed, so there's a little bit of a buffer of you, you know, feeling those characters so, you know, hard. So, and, and I know plenty of people that, you know, no, 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 those characters live in my mind. Um but I agree. I mean, they're a little further removed than any character from Lost was. I mean, you felt the loss, you know, saw if if Sawyer would have, you know, bought it in that last episode, probably a different feeling about that show. Yeah. Yeah, agreed. I but I am excited for, you know, Game of Thrones. I want to see how they're going to wrap it up because the the way this thing ends really can make or break whatever future projects they have in the works. You know, I I don't, I think you need to nail this. I think you need not necessarily uh, fan service because, because game of Thrones doesn't owe you anything. That's, that's the one thing you take away from game of Thrones. If you love a character, don't get too attached to them because the, the writers of Game of Thrones owe you nothing, and they will take away something that you love like that without thinking twice about it. So, while the ending, I doesn't, I don't think has to be uh, done a certain way to cause the fans to cheer for a certain group or to be sad for a certain group. I definitely think sticking this landing uh, is very important to all those future Game of Thrones projects that they have in the works. Yeah, um, mm. I mean it's it's hard. Anytime a beloved show ends, it's rough. I mean it's it, there's going to be people there. There's automatically going to be a certain amount of people that I just can't listen to. I mean I can tell you right now. I mean there's probably I'm going to say about twenty five percent of people that want want to watch the ending of this show, and just I'm going to have to turn them off of social media for a little while because they're just going to hate it no matter what. And right. then, you know, I I hope everybody I know isn't isn't one of those people that, you know, it's a show and I enjoyed it and it was great. And I can understand if your favorite character died in a way that, you know, oh, dad gummit, you know, John, why not John? Ah, you know, th- those things happen because it's not our story to tell. It's theirs. Right. But um, I think it will be. And it, it's hard to do this these days, but it. I don't, I don't know if it'll reach MASH level. That's what I was going to ask you. Do you think we're looking at a MASH, uh, a Cheers, um, you know, a Lost? It um, could it could do it. Like, Lost was right on the cusp of, of all this online and and that. Um, I, it, may, it may hit Lost numbers. I think, I would think. You know, but it, 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 it won't be, it won't be a single night because it'll be, It'll be stretched out. I mean, you got to take that into account. People are going to be watching, you know, on their devices, on on however they're, you know, a week later or or whatever the, when they just have time. I mean, like it back... is the most pirated show of all time. Uh huh. So yeah, I'm, I'm looking forward to it. 
Um, Bring it on. So, we got some description about Wonder Woman 84, the sequel. Okay. And um, they, they akined it to the feeling... So... When you watched Indiana Jones and the Temple of Dune after after seeing Raiders of the Lost Ark, there's okay. a certain feeling to it. It's not a sequel. I mean, that's a bad example because it's actually a prequel if you never even looked at the right. the year yes. on the very front of it. Yeah, it is. But it has a very different tone to the movie. And that was okay. the comparison of Wonder Woman. That it's it is spiritually not directly a sequel to Wonder Woman. It's just another story in Wonder Woman's life. That's that that actually sounds awesome. That's the way it needs to be. You know, um different writers pick up a comic book and take Wonder Woman on different adventures all the time. Why uh especially and this isn't I'm not trying to be disparaging or anything, but for the state that DC is in, um you know, stories like that are probably what's needed because they don't have a true continuity. <laughs> they, they, <laughs> or they, they have they just, 17 continuities. Who knows? You know, they, they have a bunch of different continuities and, and maybe something like Wonder Woman 84 is what you need where it, it, it is another Wonder Woman story. Least it it have, at least it wasn't Wonder Woman 52. Oh. Yes. My my only question, and and the reason I asked this to you is because uh, when I was, you know, when we started recording today or b- when we started our Skype call, I was watching things that I had missed in Captain Marvel. You know, uh, I didn't make pay big attention to of it to it because a lot of the ones they were talking about I had already noticed. But one thing they brought up was how you know they had to retcon a few things. For Captain Marvel to fit into the MCU. Now we know that Wonder Woman basically went into hiding after the death of Steve Trevor, and didn't reoccur reappear until BVS. So, what's up with Wonder Woman eighty four? I mean, the the fact that you say that oh it's it's totally out, it's just a different Wonder Woman story, that makes me feel way better than them being like. Oh crap! Uh, BVS didn't do good. Justice League didn't do good. Wonder Woman did good. Sweet. Let's just write in another Wonder Woman movie. And for a while, that's that's what I thought we were going towards. But but maybe this will will be okay. And I, I'm I well, will now, don't, now don't get me wrong. Wonder Woman is still part of the DC movie universe. Right. Right. But. Do you think there's, are we, are, is this a part of the DCEU official? Or is yeah, there even yeah, a DCEU absolutely. official? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, they haven't given up on that. I mean, the success of Aquaman, I guarantee they're going to go, well, hold on, hold on, we, I think we could do this. Because, I mean, you want to keep that train rolling. You've already got it going. That worked out, you know, mm-hmm. and there's no direct ties I think they'll they'll run fast and loose with it. I mean, I don't think they'll worry so much about keeping all the threads together. Right. They but, don't really have to worry about it. Yeah, I as mean... As long as it's a great movie, I, I really think that um, the fans... And I don't, I'm not trying to be uh, say that they're different, because I am a fan of both. 
the fans of DC, they they honestly just they deserve good stories. Yeah, absolutely. And 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 DC doesn't have to copy Marvel and be this huge continuity based story. Uh, they they can tell a Wonder Woman story without having the those minute details from dialogue to to you know mess up a, a story that they want to tell. So so I really hope you're right and they run this fast and loose and just tell us a great Wonder Woman story. Well, also, we got news that Batman, the Batman, um, is going to be filming this year, quarter four. Yeah, Matt Reeves, you know, what? where's our Batman? <laughs> That's all I want to know. You're going to start filming in the quarter four of this year, which means almost all your pieces are in place. Mm-hmm. You know, you, you would think the puzzle is almost put together. You just have... Some big pieces missing. Um, so, so, so I'm hoping hmm. that with the announcement that filming is going to start at the end of this year, we will get the announcement of who's playing who and and at least some sort of a rough cast um, within the next month or so. I, I truly hope so. I would hope so. You know, if it was... Of course, nobody's paying me to do this, but if it was me, I would have went with the Flash and done Flashpoint and brought brought Jeffrey Dean Morgan and and what's her face from Walking Dead in as the Batman and the Joker and done that. Why aren't we doing that? <laughs> because because you're already getting a Joker movie. Yeah. No. 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 This is a completely different Joker. Unrelated. That, that has nothing to do with those. The, the the two you mean the two Joker mo- movies we're getting that we don't know what the hell we're getting. I don't know about that man. Uh, it's just <clears throat> I, I I think I like the idea of the Batman. I I would love for if this is going to be the Batman, and like Matt Reeves has stated, uh, I believe his Batman is late twenties. Uh, possibly early 30s, but but I believe late 20s is going to be, you know, the Bruce Wayne age range. Um, so are we thinking Batman year one, or are we I, thinking... I would love to see a year one. Like, I'm, he's mid-high point of his career, Batman. Like, the, yeah. the detective. He's established as the Batman, and th- this is, like, maybe his first case where you know him and gordon are are talking to each other or something i i don't know how matt reeves is going to tell this story but but i think your one would be an entertaining story to tell yeah i think it'd work i say go for it all right well local hall you've got some stuff yeah yeah, with this i actually got a few things um First, I, I got a book uh, that is just by this, uh, it's actually by a skateboarder, Andy Schrock, that uh, I follow on YouTube, and he was talking about how he loved writing, and you know, uh, he, he published this book and told the story about how how it took him years to get this book published, and I looked it up on Amazon, and I was like, sweet, I'm just going to buy this book, and uh, you know, since I am working quite a bit uh, lately, and uh, I do have lulls in my work 
I, I decided to buy a book, not digital, actual physical copy. I'm going to carry it around. I'm going to read when I can. And I'll, I'll leave a review on it when it's when I'm done. It's called Yesterday Erased. Um, but then I also picked up another little gadget. Now, you've you've probably seen pictures, and I've showed you my, my Canon M3. I love that camera. But when I want the microphone on it, because I have a decent-sized Rode microphone to go with this, I have to, you know, use a Gorillapod, and I have different camera uh, items that I have to use to... It's it's gets rather bulky, and um, I was on a, a a GoPro group this week, and they were talking about this small 3.5 millimeter uh, micro microphone that is just for for what it is and for its cost and its size, it's amazing. It is a Saramonic SRXM1. And it's only $24. And when when I have that to my M3, that, that is all I have to have. It is just my M3 and a little bitty microphone that slides into the 3.5 millimeter microphone jack. It is a fully omnidirectional. It'll rotate 360 degrees, so it really doesn't matter which way it's facing. Uh, I've tested it in several different audio directions, and it sounds great. It, it allows me to leave my screen popped up uh, so that I can, you know, check my background setting and make sure I'm in frame if I'm in vlog mode. Uh, for the price of this thing, you know, $25 compared to that of a quality Rode mic of, you know, say 60 bucks, give or take a few dollars. Th this thing is definitely an incredible steal. And if you need a microphone that is small for your vlog camera, that has a 3.5 millimeter and you don't want to use a Rode, uh, I'd definitely check out the Ceramonic SR-XM1. It's on Amazon for like 25 bucks. Definitely, definitely cool. I liked it. Cool, cool, cool. Okay, well, I didn't get any of that. Um, oh, you I, got something. I, I went forward into the future because I bought... You time traveled. I did. I bought uh, Spider-Man Into the Spider-Verse on uh, DVD and digital. But, but Ricky, that doesn't come out till Tuesday. <laughs> you are correct. <laughs> but apparently, uh, our Dollar General lives in the future because it was sitting out on the thing and it is still sitting out there. It was there yesterday. Could've really? Bought, I could have bought another copy. Absolutely. We've been. Awesome. It's already been on uh, repeat for like the last three days. Such a great movie. I mean, I mean, I know you're 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 talking about your local hall, but you know the the fact that it was Spider Verse. Uh, you you gotta have been happy the day you bought it. You're like, yes. Um, it, it, Spider Verse it, is, is something special. I mean, we talked about this whenever we watched it, but it's you know it's just one of those touchstone points in 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 what you like in something that comes together because I mean it's something new but it's something old and it's done right and it's it's cherished it's it's multi-generational mm -hmm. uh, Spider-Verse is an amazing movie I, I can say this my my four-year-old loves it I'm nearly 40 and I love it and we watched it with my mother and she was like that is a good Spider-Man movie 
I was like, yes, it is. You know, uh, it it really it, it's so well done that it doesn't matter what your experience it that's I think that's the great thing. It doesn't matter what your experience level with of with comic books is. If if you have that love of Spider Man, then then Spider Verse is right up your alley. No matter what your background knowledge of Spider Man is, it it definitely is awesome. So glad you got it, dude. That's awesome. Yeah. Oh, some some goofball at Dollar General's like, eh, yeah, whatever. I'm a, I don't want to stock these today because that's my or next week's my day off, so I'll just do it today. Yeah, and the. <laughs> So the only pro- and it's the only problem I have with that movie is that they mm-hmm. never say anything. Like so Spider-Gwen and Peter Parker are right there together all that time and they never acknowledge I mean other than her telling her backstory that oh my Peter Parker died. Oh my Gwen Stacy died. <laughs> I never kind of, you know, there should be that moment. That's a beautiful moment in the comics and I've said it before. I just missed that part. I think that part should have been there. I'd hate to think that that's on a cutting room floor somewhere. Other than that, the movie's perfect. Yeah, I haven't even checked if there's any deleted scenes or uh, extra footage uh, yet. We we usually just watch it till the end. And I know on the digital, there's probably another 40 or 50 minutes of uh, video after that that I have not Oh yeah, watched, special cause... features. I got it right here. Special feature, tribute to Stan Lee and Steve Ditko, Ultimate Comics cast, uh, Spider-Verse, Superfan Easter Egg Challenge, uh, lyric videos, film uh, filmmaker commentary, and a bunch of this stuff plays, like the, the Spider-Ham movie that uh, they added to this is really cute. We watched it. Um, yeah, and you know, this is from Phil Lord and Chris Miller, the guys that got fired from Solo, dadgummit. Ah. Great movie. So, yeah. All all right, moving on. Have you seen it? And once again, not only did I get to see Captain Marvel, that is not my have you seen it. On on Saturday night, um, I watched Triple Frontier. Oh, yeah. I've seen a bunch of stuff about this. I... Well, here you've seen stuff. I'd be interested to know what what have you seen? Positive, negative? Um, I've heard a lot of talk about it. I've heard it, I've heard good things. Yeah. Okay, so this is this is a story. Um, it, it's Oscar Isaac is basically your your main, and um, you know he uh, he's a part of. Uh, that's interesting part, because it seems the trailer plays out like Ben Affleck's the main. Exactly, exactly. Um, I, I, in my opinion, I would say Oscar Isaac's your main, and they are uh, him and his friends are that he gathers together are a group of ex special forces uh, members of different branches, and they all have worked together and know each other. And you're talking. Uh, Oscar Isaac, Ben Affleck, Charlie Hunnam, uh, uh, Garrett Hedlund, and uh, Prince Oberon. I cannot think of his name. Oh, yeah, he's good, though. You know, the casting for this movie is incredible. Now, let me say, if before I tell everybody just to, you know, go see this. Pedro Pascal? Yeah, Pedro Pascal. Um... 
in my opinion, I don't, I don't think this movie is for everybody. I, I think the people, uh, I, I've been, I'm in a Facebook group that is a Netflix group where they discuss Netflix movies. And there was a lot of people that were like, I don't get this movie. There were certain aspects that they don't get for me. <clears throat> I totally get this movie. I, I was entertained 100% of the time. I thought it, you know, it was one of those where I had to go get a snack and I had to go get a drink. And I, I, I literally, about 10 minutes into the movie, I was like, okay, I'm into this movie. I really enjoyed it. Let's pause. Let's make sure I have enough water for the whole movie. I'm going to gather up a couple things of snacks so that when I'm sitting here, I can, I can fully concentrate on this movie because it was that entertaining to me and absolutely loved it and it, it teaches it teaches you uh you know there's there's consequences to uh greed there's definitely consequences to greed that reminds me the way you describe it it seems like punisher season one the uh, you know the way it wasn't for everybody I agree. Yeah, yeah, that's a that's a good pickup right there, man. Um, Punisher season one is very much so. You know, as as somebody and I, I I in no way, shape, or form compare myself to this group of men that is portrayed in this film, but I have a certain group of friends in the military that if I needed something, I know who I would call. I have my select few. And, and this movie plays on that where those, those aren't just people. Those are your brothers. Those, those are people that have bonds to you um, stronger than, than a lot of times than, than blood can create. Right. This, those, you know, uh, like I, I would have no clue. I've not that, that forged in fire bond that occurs. Yes. Like some, be I understand that some people may not get that. I don't. I mean, I can see it, but I'll never know what that's like. You know, I well, I hope to. Not in a civilian life, I don't hope to. Yeah, yeah. It it, it it's a really great movie, and I, if you enjoy very, and, and I would say I think this movie is very realistic. I I think that it it doesn't give anybody um, superhuman abilities. You know, it doesn't play on the trope that, you know, uh, a Navy SEAL is an, an unstoppable human. It, it does not play on that whatsoever. These these are very much men of flesh and blood. And the tax, the task they have set before themselves is is quite a reach. And when they go into it, they realize what's happening. If you haven't seen anything for this, I mean, let me keep this as brief as possible without giving anything away. You know, um, Oscar Isaac is, is down in uh, South America, uh, looking up cartel stuff. And he actually finds a drug Lord's house that has a very, very large amount of money in it. Very large amount of cash because this guy doesn't believe in banks. And, you know, rather than creating a military op to go in and take this, these these are guys that, you know, his friends don't live the American dream. They don't have 
the house in the suburbs. They don't have happy wives and families. And, and a lot of that is because of their past and what they've done. And this is their chance to use their skills to to better their own situations in life. And it, it's a great story. I, I definitely think it's a great story. Um, Triple Frontier, check it out if you like uh, war movies, you know, fighting movies, military-based movies. Check out Triple Frontier. You won't be disappointed. I don't. I don't think so. It was great. So, my have you seen it is not an actual have you seen it. Okay. I wanted to have roll. Have you seen it? <laughs> I have. So for a very long time, uh, I enjoyed. I had well, I actually had mixed feelings about a Marvel series, comic series called What If. Sean, have you okay. ever, have you ever read any What If comics? Um, a What If comic was my very first comic. Really? Which one? Uh, What If Ghost Rider? Um, What If Ghost Rider? Uh, Daggummit! Had become Barbara Fetch. What was it? Barbara Catch. Yeah. Catch. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, the 90s Ghost Rider. Um what cuz his yes. sister was there when he he became the Ghost Rider. Yes. Yes. Um Yes. I, I believe I I don't know exactly, but I believe that to be one of my very first comics I purchased. Well, if you ever get a chance, there are some really great stories in this. And the reason I want to link this to Have You Seen It is because there's going to be an animated series of Marvel's What If. It got greenlit. And um so my love-hate relationship with it is so whenever you tell these stories there's a you know it's a one issue maybe a two issue arc if if it's good enough of alternate timeline stories like what if Wolverine had killed the Hulk in their first meeting or what if the Dark Phoenix what if Jean Grey had lived what if you know, uh, uh, the trial of Reed Richards killed Reed Richards. You know, all those type of things. You know, what if they went one way instead of another? And some of those stories are super great. Like, uh, what if Wolverine became Lord of Vampires? Um, and they played on this in a later series called The Exiles, where they had time-jumping X-Men and a couple other people, and the groups changed over the series, but they would... They would actually go to these alternate dimensions like these what-if comics because you had the Watcher would introduce each one of them and he wouldn't say, you know, oh, this is a story, you know, blah, blah, blah. He would be like, there's another dimension where this choice went a different way and, you know, Marvel, that's how the Marvel numbering system came about. The different dimensions, like 616 is the main Marvel continuity, but in 617, something changed over here and... um. And I just really, really love that. And I really love the, the Exile series and what they did with that. Um, and to see this coming to an animated form, um, kind of, I don't know. Because sometimes what I didn't like about the comics is that everybody, you know, everybody was, everybody always lives. You know, Wolverine always lives. Hulk always lives. You know, th those things. But then suddenly you're playing with this. Where, oh, a random bullet killed Wolverine. Like, what? <laughs> Wait a minute, what, what happened here? 
you know, sometimes you get that. Like, everybody suddenly Mary Sued out the yin-yang uh, in one way or another if, if you don't write a good story. And uh, that happens sometimes, and you didn't know what the next... there Because there would be writers trying their hand at this and, you know, taking on an iconic story, and it's a complete letdown because they, you know, didn't do it the way you'd think it would play out. And anyway, um, I, I, there are several, several issues I would recommend of this. It, it's really fun. If you ever find any what-if comics, they're probably going to be a dollar or, or 50 cents or whatever. Just pick them up and read them. They're interesting. And uh, I've, I've always liked it. Anytime I see one, even these days, I'll still pick one up if it's a good price. Yeah, dude. I mean, there's I have several what-if comics that are that are real good. But, but I think what-if cartoons, what-if animated series will be amazing. You, you can basically just... You can do what you want. That's the fun part about what-if is you can fill in the question with whatever you want. And and I, I think something like that can be really fun. Right, but I mean, like, I, I want it to be a good story, though. I want a good writer to handle it. I don't want just, you know, oh, well, what if we did this? You know, blah, and it's just somebody threw ink on paper. No, no, no. I, I, don't I want know. a great story. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I want a great story, too, but I don't want them to be afraid to not take chances. No, I, yeah, I don't want them to take... Yeah, yeah, like I'm saying, I want them to take chances, great chances. Like, uh, one of my favorite X-Men stories of all time is basically a what-if story worked in the main timeline. Um, you know, the, the Cool and Goth story in X-Men 180... Or 191 and what, you know, where they're, right. you know, uh, where yeah. it's an alternate thing. I mean, Spider-Man gets killed. There's crazy stuff going on. Doctor Strange has to move them all to a different dimension and boom, we're back, you know. <laughs> and now the 616 is not the original timeline. Oh, no. But um, I think that stuff is great and I'm really excited to see this happen. Yeah, bring it on. Bring it on. Well, that's it. I'm done. That's all I that's got. That's it. I'm all right, I'm man. tired. On uh, on social media, uh, you can follow me on my Instagram at Maynard98. Uh, Rick, where can they find you? Is that all you've got? Is Instagram? Right now, yeah. Um, ah. My 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 Twitter. I'm not really that active when it's not football season. Um, you know, my my Facebook is my personal Facebook. I have that pretty much on lockdown. I I interact on our Facebook page. Uh, not so southern gentlemen, but but I don't have uh, I don't know how to make my messenger be not so southern gentlemen. So when you're having conversations, I just get notifications on my Facebook. Like my real Facebook page sends me notifications that somebody is talking, and let, let's say I wanted to see what, like say you and Anthony, y'all y'all's ongoing conversations. When y'all speak, I just get notifications on my on my page. I don't I don't it doesn't show up on my messenger. You know, I was thinking about Anthony the other day. I said they're talking to him like, have we ever mentioned Anthony? Because I talk to him all the time. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> little shout know, out to Anthony. So, so yeah, what's up, Anthony? Uh, my my Instagram. You know, I tried running Vero and Instagram, and I just I I wore myself down trying to keep up with 
oh, here I am at this place where me and my family are having fun. Let me take pictures for social media. And I realized that that is not what I want to be doing. If, if I take one or two pictures and I post those to Instagram, then, then cool. But it, it became a thing to me because I take it serious because when, when somebody subscribes to mine or follows me, that is part of a listener of this podcast. I, I want them to be interactive and, and I want them to see what fun I have and, and talk about that. And I want to see what they the fun they have. But at the same time, I, I, I want to experience the moment and not be spread throughout two or three different social medias. You know, oh, I got to post pictures for the family on Facebook. I got to uh, keep up with the Vero followers I have and the Instagram followers. So right now, Instagram is is all I'm running, man. And no, uh, it, amen, it, it seems, to be, it seems to be doing just fine for me. That works. Um, you, Of course, there's always not so southern gentlemen at gmail.com. Yeah, send us an email. We we both get those. Um, that that I really enjoy. I, I I love it when people send us emails. So hit us up. Send us an email. Go to that Facebook page and give it a like. Like Joel and, keeps sending me emails, and uh, apparently he's upset that I mentioned something about Jason Momoa. Yes, yes, I noticed that. I noticed that. Yeah, I wanted to be whatever. Like, Hey, Jason Momoa is a hunk of meat, and uh, a lot a lot of people like him, and I like him. I don't. I didn't say I didn't like him. It's just he's not. He's not an. The act, Rock. He's not an actor. As no, I the, as I the reach th- for the the invisible sky and the uh, the uh, skull of the, Horatio, you know. Uh, oh, I know. You knew him so well. I did. All right, my friend, uh, we've we've had a, a heck of an episode. We've talked Captain Marvel. We've talked James Gunn. Uh, we've talked Game of Thrones. I mean, th- this is just an episode that is chocked full of fun, and I've had a blast. If you got nothing else... I got nothing. Then... All right, for Not-So-Southern Gentlemen, I'm Sean. I'm waiting for Game of Thrones. Y'all have a good one. <laughs>